Sometimes the smaller roles in movies can be the most interesting. If you only take the stance that you'll only play central characters in movies, you'll find yourself not being able to indulge in that morally gray terrain that makes support characters so rich and interesting. Joel Edgerton. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. We get to delve into our favorite type of character today, and that is the morally gray. The question we have is, any advice on writing morally gray characters? What's the difference between morally gray and anti-hero? Let's answer that second question first. I think of it more like anti-hero is a subcategory of morally gray. Morally gray can be your side characters, your romantic interests, your secondary whatever tertiary characters. Antiheroes are the hero and they are morally gray. Often your antihero will be doing the wrong things for the right reason. Think very much Robin Hood. Steal from the rich and give to the poor. One of my favorite quotes from Sherlock, the BBC version of Sherlock Holmes, is, I may be on the side of angels, but don't think for one second that I am one of them. The thing with morally gray characters is that it's not so much about what they do, it's about why they do it. The reason they're doing it makes the difference between whether they are on the side of the protagonists or the side of the antagonists. We expect them to do bad things. The interesting morally gray characters are the protagonists who do bad things. The fun thing about morally gray characters is they're just as likely to do good as bad. So Jack Sparrow is a good example of this morally gray, where sometimes he sides with Will Turner and other times he gets him arrested. Morally gray characters also add a lot of depth to a story. They're a great source of conflict for the good guys because you have a good hero, lawful good, Captain America, and then you have a morally gray Iron Man that eh, laws can be bent because I have so much power I can do that. I would definitely put Iron Man in the anti-hero category because he is one, a main character, and two, he does good. He does self-sacrifice for the greater good. See, when I think of anti-heroes, I think of the Punisher who goes out and murders a bunch of people, but they're bad people, so we're okay with it. Yeah, Dexter is a great example of that. If you're looking for more examples, you might look to Sawyer from the TV show Lost. You also have characters like Kaz Brecker from The Six of Crows. Severus Snape is another example where he was, for most of the series, a villain. He was helping the good guys in the end, but we don't like him. There's no excuse for treating an 11-year-old like that. And I'm going to go a little sci-fi here with Firefly. You have Mal Reynolds and a couple other members of his crew are very morally great. I mean, they're a thieving crew. And that tends to be a lot of your morally gray characters are your thieving crews. I love them. They're adorable. Any heist movie is going to have plenty of these characters. It comes down to defining their motivation as selfish 
as compared to society-driven. So I could be seeking to kill the bad guy so I can save the world. Lee's going to join me, but she's aiming to kill the bad guy because she's getting paid by this other person who wants his throne. Together we kill the bad guy. I'm happy we saved the world. You're happy because you got paid. The difference between those other characters and their backstories is that the morally gray characters have no morality. They have their own moral code. They don't follow the law. They follow what they believe, their own decision that's usually pretty self-serving. So some of the misconceptions surrounding morally gray characters is that they are bad guys because they aren't Captain America, therefore they all must be evil. That's not necessarily the case. Your morally gray characters are bad boys, not bad guys. There's a difference. Another misconception is that they are the character with the bad past but have a good heart. You know, your witcher. Yet he's not really a morally great character. He still has very strong morals that tend to line up with actual right and wrong. Actual morally great characters don't have that same kind of thing. They might have a good heart, but they don't always follow it. Some things that you do want to aim for Think about having this character as not your hero, not your main character. They're someone to add spice, add something interesting and this layer of depth to your story. If your hero himself is morally gray, I'm hoping it'll be a descent into villainy type story. If they're just morally gray, it's really hard to root for them. Part of the reason for not always having your main character be the morally gray one where their actual motivations are completely selfish is because selfish motivations tend to be unlikable. And readers want someone they can like and not absolutely despise. That opens up this great opportunity for this character to be your secret ingredient character instead. We don't know which side of the scales they're going to tip. And they might tip both throughout the story. Very much Jack Sparrow again, where at times he was working for this and tipped the scale this way, then he'd bounce this way and do a little work a little bit for Barbosa, and then he's back over here, and then he's back over here, and you never quite know where he is on good or bad. And of course, align the goals with the main characters so that we can have them present. Their goal is survival. They might not be very nice about it, but so long as the goals are the same, that gives you a reason to make sure that character sticks around. And if they are working with those good guys, make sure the rest of the good guys are kind of side-eyeing them and always watching for that betrayal. This is a great source for adding depth to your scenes between big climactic events in your story because it has nothing to do with the bad guy. It's just you talking to Lexi about how I'm a bad person. And so I don't even need to be there for the scene, I being the morally great character. A couple of things to watch for as you are writing a morally great character. First off, know how easily it is that they could switch sides. If they do switch sides, know that when you start so that you can work and build towards it. 
with Jack Sparrow, it's literally who is physically closest to him at that moment. We're best friends now. (laughs) Because that's what's convenient and that's what serves his purposes of surviving and getting the pearl back. You will also see these characters used as a great yes but. So yeah, sure, I'll help you invade the hospital and get medicine for your sister. But after that, you got to do something for me. You owe me. I'm thinking, for example, in the Caraval series, Jax is the very morally gray where, sure, I will help you free your sister from this arranged marriage, but you have to do something for me in return. And it's fantastic. The morally gray characters, the really good ones, know how to skirt the rules. Yes, often they break laws, but most of the time they are finding ways to edge around those laws, finding the loopholes. I wasn't the one who killed the guy. I paid this other guy to do it. I'm not a murderer. Those are the kinds of things that they're doing because it's helping them stay out of trouble. You also have several character types, categories of morally gray. First and foremost, you have your backstabbers. These are the characters like Jane from Firefly, who jumped ship and decided to work for the villains because they were offering more money. You also have your bards and your romantic types. Take Han Solo, for example. He is definitely morally gray. He's constantly doing things that don't always line up with the law, usually pretty selfish, but he's just very grand, very charismatic as he's doing it. This is one of those you just can't help but to love. The survivalist is the character you see in a lot of the zombie invasion movies. The one who isn't ashamed to kill a little girl in order to save his own life. And of course, the mad scientist character is one of my favorites. If you've seen the TV show Fringe, Dr. Bishop doesn't necessarily care about right and wrong and rules and all of that. But he's also completely insane and utterly devoted to his work. So regardless of the morality of experimenting with LSD on college students, eh, they got paid for it. Most important thing that will help you is the Dungeons and Dragons alignment chart. Morally gray characters are almost always chaotic neutral. Your anti-heroes will slide up into the chaotic good because they have good motivations, just terrible methods of doing it. But for a true morally gray, they're going to be in that chaotic neutral slot. If you couldn't tell, this is one of our favorite types of characters to write because they add so much depth to what could be a fairly bland good versus evil kind of story. These characters make your hero question themselves a lot of the time. And then your readers hating them but loving them, they are so much fun to write. So make sure when you write them, you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 